0: Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you, those of you that work so hard for your money and you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom and cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now. So you live that life that you love with those you love. But most importantly, guys, it's not just about being rich. It's about creating a rich life because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to create a ripple effect through the lives of others. Thank you so much for allowing me to create a ripple effect through you. I appreciate you guys tuning in. You've been binging, sharing, and you guys have been reaching out. I'm gonna even tell you right now, like if you're wondering how you can actually start taking these podcasts and applying it to your life, right? You really want this to actually work. And you maybe you've been binging on these podcasts forever. I invite all of you, reach out to us, go to the passive income calculator, try it out at moneyripples.com, see what your passive income number is and see what kind of passive income you can create in the next year. And if it's a good number, I'm saying if it's at least 15, 20,000 a year or more, reach out to our team, contact us and say, I want an official cash flow evaluation. In fact, I just had my birthday just a few weeks ago. And I just announced those on my email list. We're actually taking on 10 new clients, just 10. But here's the cool thing. This is for September of 2022. In case you're listening in October, it's too late. But if this is September 2022, if you're one of those 10 chosen, not only will you get the typical consulting process to help you be able to create financial independence within the next five or 10 years, but also we throw in a bonus meeting with me personally, Chris Miles, that's my name in case you weren't sure. But with me personally, I'll also be putting my eyes on your individual situation as well. So be sure to reach out to us today. Contact us through our website at moneyripples.com. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income, from making at least double digit returns on your money and get this it's only a $1000 or more that you need to invest guys that's exactly what secured investment corp does they actually do short term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double digit returns on it, that means 10% or better it's also IRA friendly and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too if you want to learn more about that go check out secured investment corp Dot com that's secured S-E-C-U-R-E-D Investment Corp.com. All right, guys. So I've had a fun few weeks already. We've kind of gone in a pattern with the ones that I've done personally. We've talked about 529 plans and how they've been in danger. We talked about that article that came out. And even more so as we've seen the market come down, just like I predicted when we talked about 401ks. All right. And I put those under scrutiny a little bit and talked about how even with the match. It does not necessarily give you what you need. By the way, we've seen the market correct a little bit since mid-August, just like I had said. Just like I had warned many people already, it's bouncing back downwards. Now, in the next few weeks, maybe it settles a little bit because I'm recording this the day before my birthday, end of August here. And so I'm just turning 45 tomorrow. Yay, happy birthday, Chris. In any case, the cool thing with this is that I want to continue this conversation. Now, not just 529 plans or 401Ks, But now I want to put the whole thing. I want to put all of retirement planning under fire. Now I'm not necessarily targeting any financial advisors in this, even though they support this very thing that we're talking about, but I really want to go after the retirement planning model, what we're told to do, which is to save at least 10 or 20% a year. And hopefully, and even if you get those, that little match from your employer, which we know it doesn't equate to a whole lot, but even if you do, this should lead to something. Well, I want to put this under trial, just like this were in court. I want to know that there's evidence that these retirement plans have been working, and two, I want to know if there's witnesses. Right? Are there good key witnesses saying that retirement plans work? And I'm not talking about the exceptions to the rule, but I actually am going to share with you towards the end here. You're actually going to hear about four real life scenarios, not people I know, but actually taken from the Wall Street Journal from an article that just came out the day before I'm recording this, where Four retirees that saved into the millions yet uh, still had some concerns about their retirement and so I want to really put this under fire and give it a fair shot because there are some things that about retirement plan that have worked for the most part it's a lot of over promising under delivering as you'll see here all right, so I'm going to start sharing my screen. I want to start out first and foremost is what's the actual average 401k balance, right? What is it? Now, it's really hard to find the total retirement savings that people have. Many companies like Fidelity or Vanguard track the 401k balances, and that's easy to do when you're with an employer, but they don't necessarily know how to count old IRAs and other old 401ks and other savings you have in in the queue here. Now, I'm focusing primarily on retirees because I want to take the people that have been saving really for the last almost 40 years now. Just so you know, the 401k, became more mainstream starting about 1985. Okay, so we're now going on about 37 years, almost 38 years that 401ks have started to show up in companies. So this isn't a new thing, right? This is something that we've actually done for quite a while. So if we've had almost 40 years, this should give us plenty of evidence to work through surprisingly, now I bet you if I really spent more hours, I actually spent a few hours preparing for this very episode. All right. I did a lot more research on this episode than probably almost any episode I have done in the past, but I want to make sure that I'm coming out with some real data. And I'm actually going to show you the articles and references that I found here for those of you that wonder if I'm just full of crap. Okay. All right. So what is that real median that they have there? So CNBC had it, but I mean, this got shared by several places here. This was actually just End of July when they were able to share this. Okay, so this is coming from Forbes. This was the 401k balance by age. I was trying to get everything about 2022 numbers. Now this is out of 20 plus million people. Okay, this is nothing small. That's from Fidelity here. Vanguard has about 4.7 million people, so there's less there. Now notice there's two different numbers here. There's average 401k balance and there's median 401k balance. What's the difference? Now I love statistics. Even though I was a sociology major. Statistics and finding correlations was one of my favorite things. This is what got me out of the industry in the first place of financial advising is because I saw correlations of patterns, right? Well, when you look at average 401k balance, look at, for example, the 50 to 59 year old, 206,000, but the median is 62,000. So which one do you go by? Now understand that the lowest balance you can get on a 401k is zero, right? Where the highest could be anything. This is why you have to show a median versus average. And the median is actually more accurate. So for example, let's just say that you take people, let's just say there's seven people, right? Now, case of seven, a median means you take the middle person, right? So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So if you look at it on the, I'm really trying to do my Spock hands here. You got the three over here and you got three over here. The middle person is number four, right? So you go by the number four person. It's not the average person, it's just the middle person. Because there might be somebody over here with huge extreme numbers. Maybe they got millions and millions, tens of millions of dollars in their retirement plans. Well, these people have like 20,000 bucks, right? So what's this person got? Here's the difference, right? Say you're going to take average versus mean. Say that here, this counts as one, like $1, two, three, four, five, six. And then for the seventh person, this person instead has got $20. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six dollars. And this person has 20. So there's an extreme here. Well. If you go by the average here, you take one, two, three, four, that's already 10. If you've ever added those up, it's like bowling pins. Five is 15. Six means you have 21. Now, when you add that seventh, it doubles it to be like 41. So you take that 41 divide by seven people to get the average. It comes up with a number of six. So it'd say, oh, the average person has $6 out of these seven people. But remember, the fourth person in line here, one, two, three, four, actually only had $4. So the median was actually four. It was just because this one person had 20 bucks threw off the averages, didn't it? Same thing here. The median is what that person that's right in the middle of the pack is what they have. So we go off the median number when we do this, not the average. The average is deceptive. I've actually quoted the average on this show saying the person has average $300,000. But in truth, the middle person has about 62,000 when they're in their 50s. Remember, when you're trying to live on 3% a year, that means you're living on a whopping 2,000 bucks a year. Now, Vanguard's got numbers with the 65 plus group. You got through 65, not just through 59. They got the average there. Look, the median is about $90,000. Again, living on 3%, $90,000 only leaves you about 2,700 a year that you're living on. That's the median person in retirement based on the 401k balances. Now, there could be other retirement accounts that are there, right? That's the thing is that they might have an old IRA that's been sitting around. Maybe it's got 100,000 in it. Maybe that boosted up to 180,000. Great. Still living on 3%. That leaves you with less than $6,000 a year you're living on. Now you're like, well, Chris, why do you keep saying 3%, 3%? Because we don't want to run out of money. Because the number one fear, and you'll see this the case even with people that have saved up millions, still worry, what if I run out of money? What if I live too long, right? And 3% is also what the Wall Street Journal came out with even back in October of 2021. They said, hey, we redid the numbers. 3% is a closer number that you should be using for what you try to live on. That means if you have a million dollars, you actually saved up. By the way, a million dollars is really about 12 times the median 401k balance. 12 times. So if you happen to save up a million bucks, you're in the top percentile. I was actually trying to find numbers on how many people actually have over a million in retirement savings. Instead, I found case studies, which I thought were more valuable, actually. So anyways, there are numbers out there, but I didn't go through everything. I apologize. Okay. Anyways, I don't want to hang on this point too long. Needless to say, people don't have much money in their 401ks. That's a big issue. And even if you add in more savings, now they talk about how many people are contributing right now. If you're younger, 8%, people are contributing of their income. Older years, there's people contributing almost 13%. Now, I did take from a one article. Now, here's the thing. This is the common quote you see from everybody, <laughs> whether it's financial advisors or everyone, they say, we believe everybody should save 12 to 15%, right? 15% is a pretty common number. I'm going to show you 15% is not even close to being enough, okay? Here's how. So I'm taking someone who's making, say, 100000 a year. Current incomes 100000 a year. Not too far off from many of you guys listening to this. I know some of you are making more, some are making less. I want to do something kind of in the middle. 100,000 a year is not as much as it used to be, is it? So let's just say you're living on 100,000 a year. Your average return on your 401k is 6%. Remember, we talked about retirement plans there. Say you're 35 years old right now, and you're going to try to retire at 65. You've got 30 years. Now, I do this because I put the inflation rate at 5%. If you look at the 2010s till now, it's the last 12 years, the the real inflation rate from shadow stats is closer to about 9% average. But again, I want to go lower. I put it at 5%. That means about every 15 years, inflation doubles. Your lifestyle has to double. For your reality, you've probably noticed that's not far off, is it? 15 years ago, if you go back to 2007, you probably would say, yeah, my lifestyle might've been about half if I'm trying to live the same lifestyle as back in 2007 before the crash. Very different. So 5% is not too far off. And like we said, based on real rates of inflation, many people have experienced more since 2007. All right. So that means that if you have 30 years of retirement, you've got to double your money twice. That means you got to quadruple, right? Because if you want, I just says 90%, you're living on 90% lifestyle. So you're just trying to get out of that hundred thousand a year. Now you're just trying to live on 90,000 a year, just a little bit less. I know many of you say, I want at least the same lifestyle, if not better. That's common. But in traditional retirement plan, they actually say, well, 70, 80% to maintain lifestyle. You see the calculator already wants you to live less. They want you to live on like two thirds or three quarters of your current income. We're saying, let's say 90% because I've talked to a lot of you. Most of you don't want to get that big of a pay cut. So 90% means you want to live on 90,000 a year. Well, guess what? That's 7,500 a month. If that doubles in 15 years, that's 15,000 a month. That doubles again, 15 years later for 30 years total, that's over 30,000 a month. And that's what it says: Monthly income, if you're trying to adjust for inflation, needs to be 32,415 a month, 32,000 a month. Can you believe that? By age 95, so 30 years later, 140,000. Now, some people might say, "Whoa, hold on, 140,000 a month. That's like 1.5 million a year in 60 years. If I'm 35 right now and I want to make this money last I'm 95, you're saying I'm going to be living on if I want to live a middle- class lifestyle, you're saying, I'm going to be living on about one and a half million a year? Guess what? I actually went back. You can look it up too. Looked at the stats with the Bureau of Labor Statistics, looked it up. The average So I have 2021. The average income, household income, mind you, was 79,900. So I went back 60 years to 1961. And guess what it was? It was 5,700 a year. People were living on 5,700 bucks a year. Now the annual income, which we're not saying it's necessarily a better lifestyle right now, is $79,900. That is a 14X, 14 times what it is. Not too far off from the numbers I'm running here, which of course, after 1960s, if the 1970s were taking off the gold standard, they were able to print more money and inflation started skyrocketing from the 70s and 80s and onward. So anyways, I know I'm throwing out a lot of stuff here, but I want you to know that I'm not just pulling out numbers out of thin air. I'm trying to be very fair on this trial With our mutual funds. So you're going to need that much. Well, to do that, they say you need to have $10 million saved up at age 65. Now, the question is, how much do you have to save per month to get to $10 million in 30 years? Now, there's a retirement calculator for this as well. Calculator.net, these are retirement calculators. How can you save a retirement? There's the number right there. It already input it for you. And it said I put it the same six percent again, taking out fees and everything else. I could put seven percent. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna make it seven percent. So just for you guys, okay. <laughs> in fact, I'm even gonna be nice. I'm gonna make this seven percent here. I'm gonna change these numbers right on the spot just to play devil's advocate. I'm gonna make it seven percent. Look, now you only need about eight point eight million only. <laughs> okay, so eight point eight million goes right in here, seven percent average return. Calculate what do you need to save for my, assuming you get a seven percent return you need to save $7,387 a month. So if you want to live on 7500 a month, you got to save almost 7500 a month. Does this sound like last week's episode by chance? It should. This is what ticked me off when I was running these numbers as a financial advisor. I'm like, this does not look good because a lot of people didn't want more. They wanted at least the same or better lifestyle than what they were making as adults. This is not... Anything too outlandish to expect, is it? Well, guess what? That's what you got to do. You got to save every year, $91,000. This is horrible. This is so bad, okay? This means pretty much just save everything. That's what they're saying. If you Whatever you want to live on per month, now in today's dollars, save that because we're just trying to keep up with inflation. Even though it show stocks beating inflation in this scenario, still to live on enough, especially if you want to live to age 95, I mean it 30 years, uh, actually, you know what? They did make they changed the numbers on me by default again. That's for by age 85. I'm actually make that expectancy 95. That's going to make it more. Anyways, I just threw the numbers off. Regardless, that means you need to save a lot. Okay, so that's one of the big things you have to watch out for is that if you want your money to last you, you got to save a ton of money to do that in these mutual funds. This alone should say, wait a minute. Well, how are people doing today? Well, we already know. Look, the median balance, about 90,000. thousand. Isn't no wonder why people don't have enough after you factor in inflation. 90,000 might've seemed great 30 years ago. And even then it probably wasn't fantastic, but it didn't seem too bad, did it? Here's the problem. Now people are relying on social security. What's the average social security you're getting? Right here, about 1,600 bucks a month. About $20,000 a year is what the average person right now is getting in social security. 20,000 is not gonna bridge that gap. Right. If you're trying to live on that same few thousand dollars a year from your retirement plan, right? Let's just even say it's 10,000 a year. Let's just say you happen to have 300,000 saved up now, right? Let's just say you're above the average, still 10,000 plus 20,000 gives you 30,000 a year. So how are people making it? Shouldn't we be seeing more evidence of this happening? Well, I wanted to look that up too. I said, Hey, how many people are over the age 65 still working? Here's the workforce. They actually believe that by 2030, the number of 75 and older will pretty much double, right? The number of workers, the percentage of workers. By 2030, the youngest baby boomer will turn 65. So now all the people over the age of 65 will be baby boomers. This is a scary statistic where it's saying it's going to double. Right now, currently, 22% of retirees are working. One quarter of them have their own business. I think that's actually a cool stat um, that they're trying to do their own thing, work their own hours. And that's what they're saying. Many of them, some of them are just doing this because they don't want to be bored in retirement, but many of them, how many of them you think are still working because they need to work? Maybe they're trying to get that money to last, slow down the spending of the retirement plans, so that when they're forced to stop working, they've got hopefully enough. That's what leads me to this next thing here. So, Wall Street Journal, just like I said yesterday, he's like, "Here's what a two million dollar retirement looks like in America." Funny thing with these retirees, most of them didn't have quite two million. But I'm going to talk about these stories. I want to share these with you because I think this is very important because. It's really interesting to see how they're living and what else helped them out. You'll find many of these cases, they didn't make the retirement from the retirement plans. Now, I will show you how some of them actually did save up. They even give an example what somebody saved over her career to be able to get to a million dollars in her retirement plan. But I'll also show you some other stats that go with it too. Anyways, let's go back to the Wall Street Journal article right here. Okay look at this. It talks about many Americans are trying to retire. They give four examples. I'm going to move right to first John, who does have two million saved up. His annual spending, they'll show you right here is 144,000 a year. This is not too far off. Some people, depending on where you live. Now, this is a good lifestyle. I think 144,000 could be great. Definitely. I think you could have some freedom right there. Now it says when John Fitzgerald retired as a police lieutenant about three years ago, after 33 years on the force, his deferred compensation plan was worth about $1.7 million. So good job, John. Like, I think that's great. This is similar to when we had Dan Markert on here too, where he was a retired colonel, also had a retirement plan. The very similar situation here. Now these days, do the stock market pull back? it is worth now $1.3 million. Again, this was written just as of August, 2022. I don't believe the market's done yet. I think you're going to see some interesting stories that come up after this. Now, this 61-year-old husband and father of three is concerned that he is counting on that money to help fund his lifestyle. Here's what a quote from him. I see my hard-earned money slipping away every day, he said. Now, he considers himself fortunate as he has roughly about, get this, 6,900 monthly pension after taxes and insurance. So he's getting almost 7,000 a month after taxes and insurance from his pension. Understand, his pension is helping him retire. He spending 144,000 a year. That's almost 7,000 a month gives him more than half of that right there so again now how many of you are pe- counting on pensions? I would wager that most of everybody on this show listen to this show right now don't even have hope of a pension okay so already he's in a category as a former government employee he's in a category that most of us aren't even in now he has about another 350,000 saved in other accounts bank accounts, college savings funds. see there's that extra cash we talked about so far he and his wife Jill, who's 58 haven't made any changes to portfolio Mm. Interesting, even though the market's gone down, they have made changes. She works as a writer and editor and has saved about $400,000 for retirement. Understand, she's still working and saving. The couple is feeling the effects of inflation. They help pay the college tuition for their youngest son, a bill they expect to rise roughly 5% to about $35,000 this fall. So they're still paying for college. Even in retirement, things haven't got cheaper necessarily. In total, they estimate they pay about 12,000 monthly expenses, which is what they said. They estimate, just so you know, uh, including mortgage payments for their Maryland home and a Delaware beach house. This couple has about 400,000 in debt with their mortgages and cars. Okay. Now this is not too far off from many people that reach out to us. This is a very common situation. Already I can already tell that this guy's situation could be completely reversed and get a lot more hope than what he's doing. They have cut the amount of groceries they buy because their bill has jumped up 600 a month from about 300 a month due to inflation. They have eliminated favorites such as bag salad as the roughly $4.59 per bag isn't worth the recent $2 price increase, Mr. Fitzgerald said. So think about this. They're saying, oh, we got to cut back on our salads. <laughs> no, it's bag salad. I'm not saying this is the healthiest thing in the world. So they're getting rid of some of the conveniences. Hopefully they're buying more fresh produce. That could help. But they might be saying, uh, you know what? Let's buy the cheaper stuff. Let's buy the cheaper processed foods. Oh, well, now we have hope of less <laughs> life expectancy. That could solve your retirement woes, okay? So they're trying to save $2 of a bag of salad. This is, remember, they've got 2 million and they're trying to save $2 a bag. This is the kind of reality that's hitting people, even that are above and beyond. Just so you know, 2 million is over 20 times what the median person has in their retirement accounts right now. And they have a pension. And look at how they're scared. 20 times, plus a pension, plus social security. I haven't mentioned that yet. And that's because he's not taking any yet because he's too young. But that's another thing they can have coming in. Uh, higher prices aren't stopping Mr. Fitzgerald from his volunteering schedule, however. Good for you, Mr. Fitzgerald. I'm happy that you are volunteering. He volunteers for a baseball team. His wife knows he loves it, so she lets him do it. But here's the thing. Looking ahead, Mr. Fitzgerald would like to sell his Maryland home in about four years and move to Florida to save on taxes because he's worried about his retirement plan because you get eaten alive in taxes. That's the horrible thing. If you try to pull out 144,000 a year, Pushed up a higher tax bracket, you're worried about taxes. Great example. James Compton. This man has a million and a half. Now, he's 84 years old, just recently fully retired. He was a CEO of Chicago Urban League for more than 15 years or 15 years ago, but he also stayed on nonprofit boards and corporate stuff. He was getting paid. He finally got aged out at the age of 84. Fascinating. He earned about $150,000 a year while he was on those boards too. So this guy was making good money even after age 65. Now he's trying to stay active. He used to spend $125 a week out on lunches out with contacts and people who sought advice. These days, due in part to rising prices, and because one of his favorite lunch spots closed, he spends about $60 and goes out about twice a week instead of five times. So he's cut back his spending. He does still give to his charities, which I love. That's great. But again, reducing the amount because of inflation and the impact of the stock market and pull back on his portfolio. He's saying, I got to cut back because the stock market's hurting me and I'm worried about inflation. Now there's a pattern here with both these scenarios. He still donates about 8,000 a year to charities. He valued his portfolio a million and a half, 70% of which are invested in stock mutual funds. As an 84 year old, I know this from being a financial advisor before. I'm not securities licensed now, so I can't give this advice. But someone who was 84 that said they had 70% of the stock market, we would absolutely even though we're fans of the stock market, we'd say, do not do that. That's too much. Lately, however, in the last, let's just say since the recession, people have been just going very aggressive in the stock market because it's made so much. It's not gone down until recently. So we've seen a lot of these people gambling with their money, trying to keep so much in stocks. This is a very big concern. And I even know financial advisors are recommending staying at least 70% or more in the stock market, even if you're in 70s and 80s. This is a concern for me. Okay, that's, I think, People should be, have their pants suit off of them for making bad recommendations. Even Susie Orman used to give the advice of saying, whatever your age is, minus from 100, that's what percentage you should be in stocks. So if he's 84, he should only have 16% in stocks, not 70. But again, I'm not his financial advisor. That's a whole nother conversation. Now, 70% he says invest in stock mutual funds. He's concerned about market volatility and the general climate of uncertainty right now. He says, quote, I should probably take less risk. I still sleep well at night, he said. He's also 84 years old. He should be sleeping well at night. He's probably dang tired. He also probably knows he's going to die soon. So if you got a million and a half bucks, he's probably thinking, what's the likelihood I'm going to live to 95? Might happen, but might not. Plus he's got other stuff helping, right? As interest rates have risen, he's concerned about the $200,000 adjustable rate mortgage he's still paying off on his three bedroom Chicago townhome. He's unsure what the loan rate's going to do. So he's looking at his options to refinance. He did advise, don't go into retirement with a mortgage, he said. Well, why does he have one? This guy has gotten paid $150,000 a year. He's got $200,000 left on his mortgage. Why didn't he just pay it off then? Why didn't he just use his cash to pay it off? I don't know. Oh, but look, social security checks help him pay for his townhomes upkeep that he estimates to be about $2,000 a year for his upkeep. Oh my goodness. That's nothing. That's nice. He devotes more of his time to physical fitness now than he could when he was working four days a week He'll head to the local health club, lift weights and do take a cardio class. Good for you, man. That's awesome. My doctor tells me I'm in perfect health, so I plan to keep learning and connecting with others as long as I can, he said. Good, that's awesome. I think you should live a happy, fulfilling life. But the thing is, he's living at a scarcity. Notice he's still got these fears. And again, million and a half as an 84-year-old. More, that's almost 20 times what the average person has. Let's go to Judy Hall. I love this one. She has 1.8 million, spending 110,000 a year. She retired in 2005 at 58. She worked for Berkshire Hathaway. She had $2 million at one point. She was wondering what to do. She traveled around to see retired people want to know what they did in retired because she's a self-admitted workaholic. Well, she says that she returned to her Manhattan apartment. She increased her volunteer work, which I love, organized conference and filled in an employee position on leave. I became a church's liaison to a homeless shelter. So she's doing great stuff, right? They've called her the Uber volunteer and she loves that. Now, here's the thing. Five years ago, she sold her one bedroom apartment. She bought... Now, her one-bedroom apartment was in Manhattan, mind you, and then bought a $450,000 condo in Naples, Florida. So she basically downsized. If you think about Manhattan and the prices there. Now, quote, this is what she says. I need to figure out what my next act is. Like many people, they're wondering what to do next. I'm not a person who could sit around. She is tutoring and doing some stuff there. Now, she's owned a beach house in Ocean City, New Jersey. She frequently entertains guests, including a group of high school friends who printed camp cocktail t-shirts. Awesome. Now, let me get down to this part here. This is important. She says throughout her 37 years, this is Jenry or Berkshire Hathaway, right? She saved 6% a year in her 401k where she received a 6% company match. She amassed $1 million in retirement. So remember I said she got to that $1 million mark. Now you might say, wow, that's pretty good. 37 years, pretty much like we said, even before 401k plans, right? Actually, she probably had a 401k plan before because she was actually, if you looked at what she did, she was a human resource executive. Now, you might say, "Now, I almost went into human resources. With my sociology degree, I was looking at going into human resources myself among several other careers. They don't get paid much normally. But if you're an executive, and if you're an executive in Manhattan, I wanted to look it up. What does that person make nowadays? Average median income for an executive in New York, 305972 um, that could range anywhere from 219,000 on the lower end to 413,000. So 200 to 400,000 a year, 300,000 is the median for someone in an executive position as an HR manager. 300,000 a year. This woman was not paid a small amount. So when she says she puts in way 6%, a 6% match, I'm not saying that she was putting away 18,000, getting another $18,000 match. She probably wasn't making that much because she retired from there several years ago, right? About 15 years ago is when she retired. But even if you cut that in half, making $150,000 a year, putting away 6%, that's still $9,000 a year plus $9,000 a year match, $18,000 a year for nearly 40 years. Yeah, you better have a million bucks. That means you hardly made any interest. <laughs> you see what I'm saying here? Now I'm not saying she made $150,000 the whole time. I know there's inflation, everything else. My point is this, is that she was well above the average person that's going and out working. And when I say average, I mean the median person, the median income person. Remember the median household income, not individual income. That's more like 60,000 a year. Median household income is about 80,000 a year, 79,900 right now. That's not a ton. She was making a lot more than the average. And she also moved to downsize. You can already tell that. Going from Manhattan to Florida, she's definitely living cheaper. Now, back to her story. Here's what I love. So she had, like I said, with retirement, she had a million dollars that she had amassed by retirement. Now, look at this. She swapped her pension for a lump sum added of another $1 million dollars to the balance. Now, I've seen this with several of our clients who get pensions. This is especially true of those that are more baby boomer, older baby boomer. Again, I don't know how many of us will actually have pensions. If you're more like my age, if you're 30s and 40s right now, even 50s, pension may not be even on the radar. But she had a pension that she was able to get another $1 million on top of it. She didn't save it. She had a pension. Again, something that's not available to most people throws off the numbers, doesn't it? Although Ms. Hall retired shortly before the 2008 financial crisis, her long-term investments have been high enough to replace most of the money she has withdrawn from her savings, leaving her now with 1.8 million of the two million she retired with. So she's eating into her money. Despite having $2 million, living on 110,000 a year, she's still eating it. And this is even with markets coming back up. She does say she spends more these days on food, gas, and her Honda Accord and airfare to Roanoke. When she left New York, her spending declined about 110,000 a year from 200,000. Bing. Told you. She receives 25,000 in social security. Add that to the balance of what she was getting, right? And donates about 30,000 a year. So basically whatever she gets in social security, she's donating, right? She has two homes. She rarely travels, but she hopes to visit Ireland and Australia next year. Otherwise she said she's more interested in downsizing than spending. I don't want more stuff. Amen. I don't blame you and you don't need more stuff. That's great. But notice that again, millionaires needing to downsize, concerned about inflation. Balances are declining more than what they're spending. And she's not spending an obscene amount, guys. This is not a ton. 110,000 years, just not as much as it used to be. Now, my fourth final one here is Bob Bradley saved a million dollars. I love this guy because look at his spending. 92,543 dollars. Doesn't Bob just look like a guy that actually knows exactly what he's spending to the penny. He just looks like that. His polo shirt and his face says it all. Um, I actually think this guy is pretty cool. Now, his retirement came sooner than he imagined. He always thought he'd keep going. He's 73 years old right now, worked as a quality assurance manager for a jet engine manufacturer. 2015, he left the company at age 66 over differences with his manager, still works as a consultant. So he even would work and travel and do all that kind of stuff, even during the pandemic. He actually even came out here to Park City last year, apparently. Spent 10 weeks, earned $40,000 before expenses, working 10 weeks as a consultant. Now, his routine is working out of the gym, cooking. He loves fixing friends' cars, works around the house. He owns with his wife, Yolanda, Bradley, 65, painting and making minor repairs. Now, notice about their lifestyle here. He says, always been rewarding helping his clients. Again, loves to keep working. and He likes to help people when he can. Now, despite the unexpected retirement that he had, he said the transition wasn't difficult in part because he threw himself into launching a local investment club. Look at this. This guy wants to do investing. He serves on the board of the Austin, Texas chapter of the American Association of Individual Investors, which teaches members about the markets and financial planning. He manages his own money. Hey, Bradley, good for you. That's awesome. Glad you manage your own money. Interesting. He's talking about financial planning. Now, remember, this is the guy that's retired. He's got some consulting jobs on the side, but he's got a million bucks and he's got more than people that are probably attending this kind of event, right? He's organizing this and doing these kind of things. Now he said when he retired in 2015, his 401k balance was 990,000. Despite withdrawals, the value rose to 1.015 million by December 31st before falling to 965,000 due to the gyrating market and distributions of the IRS that requires when he's age 72. Because if you recall, age 72, you have to start taking money out. So he was required to take out 38,000. So thanks to the gyrating market, which I just Whenever I hear gyrating, I think of like dancing, like ah, you know, like crazy rave stuff, like gyrating and a gyrating market. And the distribution of the IRS that he had to take out, it went down to 965,000. So now his balance is starting to tick downward. But Mr. Bradley said he isn't worried. He says, quote, I have the confidence of having survived to this point. This is a bad time in the market, but it should come back. Yeah, I agree. At some point it will, but when and what will it cost you? Right, Mr. Bradley, that's my question for you. Now he said his wife who works in the wine industry has two small investment accounts but never saved much in part because her career was interrupted by job changes and whatnot. So remember his wife's still working. He figures the couple's home is worth about 800,000 and they owe 138,000 on mortgage. IRA account has about 70% in stocks, 12% in bonds, 14% in cash, 4% in commodities. Again, this is bad. One, I, even the 12% in bonds, I would not trust that would not go down. The 14% cash rate, 4% commodities, depending on commodities, might do okay, but this guy is still at risk for the market tanking. He said the hardest part of retirement earlier than planned was figuring out how to finance living expenses from ages 66 to 70. He delayed claiming Social Security to 70 to secure a larger benefit of 44000 a year. That's more than double the median Social Security payments that people are getting. They have maintained their retirement lifestyle, but still inflation is a concern, they say. This year, they're spending $9,200 a month, up from $8,400 in 2021. In June, they paid for $231. They talk about all their bills and stuff, double the monthly averages for some of their bills. she bills are up 10%. This guy, he's got this down in the numbers. Uh, medical premiums have declined because Miss Bradley was able to switch from a private policy to Medicare. So thank goodness for Medicare and welfare bailouts. Notice that many cases, and this is what's going to be true for more Americans, is Medicare, Social Security need to keep going for these people to survive. Otherwise, people won't have enough. This is my point, all right? My point is this. These people supposedly did it well, did it right, yet they're not there. This is just like what happened to my dad who had a higher than the average 401k balance, yet I had to tell him, dad, based on your lifestyle and consumption without social security, you have five years left to live. That's it. Now, social security helped, and then he got Medicare and everything else has helped him survive. But my dad had to work into his seventies before he was forced into retirement due to health reasons. And yet now is still alive and kicking much later than he expected. He's living longer than expected. And that's rough on him, guys. Like he's really like counting pennies, literally counting his money, to make sure it still lasts, make sure he's got enough, take care of all the hospital and medical bills that he's got now. This is not the life that I want for you all right? This is not what I want at all. Now, I know this one went long. I showed you a lot here, but if we're going to put this on trial, we got to do it right. And the truth is it hasn't worked. People have been saving. It hasn't worked. And I know that if you want to live on 90,000 a year, you're not going to be saving 90,000 a year so that you can retire, right? If you're trying to start from scratch, that's not going to work. Now, you even have a case where many situations I've seen that have reached out to us. People have had real estate actually help their portfolio. If it weren't for the real estate, they would be in trouble too. This is my point. You cannot require on financial planning and financial advising, focusing on mutual funds, which is all they really offer, to give you the retirement you deserve. You can even survive, at least have a decent survival, right? A decent lifestyle. And when I say decent, I don't even mean a luxurious lifestyle like some people would claim that you would have. No. Even just having a general middle-class lifestyle requires you to save millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. Just like in that example I showed you, unless you get this massively higher interest rate, you gotta have like 10 million plus dollars to live on less than 100,000 a year. And I know many of you reached out saying you want at least 10,000 a month, not 7,500 a month. Understand that if you got 30 years of retirement, you better have at least 10, really 12 to $15 million that you've saved up in those plans. Do the math. Do you think it's gonna work? And you can use the calculators I use too. It doesn't look pretty. This is why as a financial advisor, I had to manipulate numbers. That's why I had to put a higher market return than 7%. Even though I knew the truth, I would put more like 8% or 10% going with the quoted averages of the S and P, right? I would put in 10% or 12% to give people hope. I would put inflation at 2%. I would even put it at three, even though they recommend three, I would put it at two because three even didn't look very pretty. See guys. If anything, if if we're putting this on trial here, look at the witnesses, even the people that should have done well, most cases are not relying on these, even the best. What makes you think that you're going to be any better? What makes you think your life will be any better doing the same old thing? And we're going to hear this more and more and more as you get the baby boomers getting in the next 10 years, the youngest baby boomer hits 65. You're going to say, oh my goodness. There is a problem here. We got a massive retirement problem. There's not enough money. We got to vote in more ways to bail out our retirees because they don't have enough. Listen, the answer is not bailing you out. Is not focusing on living on the government nipple, right, so to speak, right? We're not supposed to be sucking off the government, which is just taking taxes and money from everybody else, trying to consume off everyone because we can't be financially self-reliant. You want to be financially independent, not just independent, even just self-reliant. This requires you to do something different. And that is what we're going to do next week. Because again, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this, but next week we're going to go into what are those answers? What do those numbers look like? And do they actually work? Have they been proven to work? What's the trial case for doing something like real estate investing? Does it work? That's what we're going to talk about next week, guys. So I know you're going to have to hang in another seven days to wait for this, but tune in next week. We're going to talk about what's the alternative, because I'm not going to leave you hanging. But I do want you to leave asking yourself, why am I doing this? If you're doing this kind of financial planning, why are you still doing it? Even with all the evidence against you, everything working against you, why are you still doing it? What makes you think you're the exception? That's the question I want you guys to ponder this week. Go and make it a wonderful and ponderous week, and we'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and five-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time